And here we all are. Yay! Halloween. Happy Harvest Moon. <laughs> happy Super Moon. Happy Hunter Moon. Happy Barley Moon. It's so many things. Tonight we're going to be dissecting what all this means. Uh, we just lost Cyprian. Uh, so hopefully he'll be back. Uh, but anyway, here we are tonight celebrating a new day. Kasira, Aaron, I'm so thrilled you're here. What is new and exciting since we last saw each other? Well, we're surviving. <laughs> we're making it through all of these big, giant changes that we're going through. We're seeing them globally. We're feeling them personally. And we're hopefully going with the flow and letting, you know, letting this healing process um, take take hold. And, and how about you, Richard? Oh, uh, yeah. no, it, no, it's, it's, uh, I'm going through a really great time. Uh, I'm, and I'll give a shout out to her right now. Uh, I'm working with a career coach, uh, Patrice McKinley, uh, if she's watching, and she is making amazing changes in terms of the way that I'm looking at things. Uh, this is based on Bob Proctor's uh, thinking into action, uh, because there are certain habits that we do day after day after day. But she's truly helping me in terms of creating an amazing focus. Uh, and uh, tomorrow, I am meeting uh, through a Zoom meeting with my new director for my new show for the first time. And uh, we all knew, know that this Taurus full moon, and I'm going to bring this card up again, uh, is all about security, pleasure, and getting things done. So all of you out there who are watching tonight, Pay attention. As my uh, <laughs> biology teacher, Miss Gerald, used to say, read, reread, and take notes. And uh, But we're going to go over a lot tonight. So, uh, yeah. Cyril, so gotcha. what's happening with you? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right in, uh, I'm right in the path of all these, all the, uh, things that are going on with the planets and my chart and, uh, it's all going according to plan. Some of it not as pleasant as I was like, but I know that I'm on track. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Cyprian? <laughs> For me, it's a lot of this amazing. Currently, splashing. So, um, Taurus full moon is also and me um easier the energy and order for me to um you know implement or the endings in order to. Cyprian. Uh oh, there he goes. He got uh, kicked yeah, out. He's got a weak signal. Yeah. So, Kasira, I want to start with you. Um, and I've got some notes here, so I'm going to be reading from these tonight. Um, and thank you for uh, for sending these to me, Kasira. Um, this is also known as the barley, yellow, or leaf moon. And this year, the harvest moon will be the last super moon of 2023. Everyone, I don't know about uh, where you are. Last night was actually the full moon. And if I'm not mistaken, Friday night was the lunar eclipse. Uh, so uh, this is a super moon. Um, and uh, Kasira, if you can tell everyone a little bit about the super moon 
and about some of the lunar rituals that people should be doing around this type uh, uh, of year and this uh, type of moon. Well, the harvest moon in the in in the in the in the old days, the harvest moon meant celebrating the hard work of the land people, uh, harvesting what they planted, you know, last spring, what grew over the summer, they're, they've harvested it and now they're storing it and they get to celebrate. That hard work is over until the spring. They mm -hmm. are hoarding everything they can to, uh, and, and, you know, farmers, people that live off the land, people that live off the grid, are gathering everything they're going to require when they take this, when they hibernate for the winter, basically. And mm -hmm. it's a time, the, a harvest moon is a time for us to celebrate all of the hard work or all of the efforts we put forth up until this point to celebrate that and to kind of waller in it and, and like snuggle up and hunger down for the cold months that are coming. That's what the harvest moon is. And don't you think, I mean, and any of you can jump on this and, you know, go with this, but, you know, we go through this period of the harvest moon. We also go through this period uh, with Thanksgiving and being uh -huh. thankful for the things that we have this time of year. And then we go through the holidays. Um, and those of us who have a uh, Christian type of a background in uh, which Christmas we know comes from a pagan rituals uh, with a Christmas tree and everything with the gifts that we put on the tree, not only on the branches, but underneath the tree as well. Um, and it's a time for us to, I think that this idea of gift giving uh, probably stemmed from a time where people uh, gave of what they had harvested from in the previous mm -hmm. holiday seasons. And perhaps that's something that we can all get back in tune with or back in touch with, um, sharing our gifts, sharing mm -hmm. the things that we have reaped this year. And it's also a good uh, way of ending this year and looking forward to what the new year will bring all of us. Right. Yeah. And uh, this, this current lunar eclipse, which occurred yesterday, what time did it occur? Uh, it was 124 hour my time, so it would be one, two, three, uh, 424 for Richard. In the, okay. And then, okay, so it was yeah. three something my time. Yeah. This lunar eclipse is the second to the last lunar eclipse of this eclipse season. We've had a season of it. Yeah. The next one is November 7th, I believe. Uh, and we might want to do a little something on November 7th, around November 7th, about that particular eclipse. Uh, this, mm -hmm. with every eclipse, every eclipse has us, sometimes our destiny and our faith flips over during the lunar eclipse. This one especially, um, it, 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 the, the energies of it and the pull of it can flip negative to positive, positive to negative. It can, but we can literally change I don't, I don't believe in fate. I do believe in death. I do believe in changing our destiny, which I call changing our karma. This is a really good time for us to examine 
what destinies or what fates we might think we have that we'd like to completely turn that leaf over, just completely turn it over and have a whole different experience with it. Um, another interesting thing about an eclipse is that it has us be able to let go of everything that we've co-created that's occurred up until this very moment of an eclipse. So mm -hmm. up until yesterday, we're able, we were we are actually able now to let go of everything we want to let go of. And in this one in particular, I feel that mm -hmm. we're actually being called to purge, literally purge our lives, uh, purging our lives of uh, anything that displeases us in our life, purging our, our lives of negative people, negative situations, negative circumstances, um, uh, ways of being and living that don't serve us, uh, ending really unhealthy relationships, uh, finding if we're unhappy in the work, in the work that we're doing or the career that we have or the job that we're doing, mm -hmm. doing something new, doing something new. Um, mm -hmm. This is a really, really great time to purge. And it's, it's really the best time to purge because before we start hibernating, it's really great for us to clear our space so that as we're hibernating and we're, when we're hibernating, we, we, we more often meditate, we're thinking more, we're not running around in the sun and wreaking havoc on the beach and in the, right. you know, we're, we're able to be a little more alone and we're also going to be closer to other people. It's really great. It's a really great time to purge our stuff. So that when we're closer to people more often, 24 hours a day, we're not bringing our baggage into that through those relationships. Right. The, the the other interesting thing that's also still occurring is we are in the 10th year of 13 years of Neptune retrograde. Mm. The interesting and, and, and I I see I've seen over time that as as we as we get further and further and further along in this timeline. The lines between the unconscious and the conscious become blurry. They become even blurrier where yep. you can't often tell the difference. Right. I've been experiencing that for a little while now. And Aaron knows about that. We talk about it all the time. There, there's, there was a time recently, I don't know how recently, but I just said, Hey, Aaron, I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going. I don't, I don't know what my direction is right now. And it turns out mm -hmm. that that's what it is. And um, I read a really great analogy of the Neptune retrograde with, with seeing the conscious, but not yet not seeing the unconscious until now. And that is mm -hmm. that you can like it. Okay, so it's like the two things are like an iceberg. It's the conscious part of the iceberg is the top of it that we see above the water. Right. The unconscious is far more vast and it's way down deep in the ocean. So right now, if we put our eyes in the center of the water line where we can see the top and the bottom, we'll see that that iceberg tip is still there, but the bottom is way deeper. And we're able to really, right, right now, and especially for the next three years, tune into our unconscious mind things that we may be avoiding, mm -hmm. things that we may be stuffing away or hiding in our, our unconscious mind. 
uh, things that we, you know, are pulling from in our unconscious mind that may not be great decisions, great uh, directions, uh, and really see them for what they are so that we can then do something about it if we so choose. So three more years of Neptune retrograde. This lunar eclipse is really about, you know, a very strong possibility of changing destiny and mm -hmm. also a big, big, big purging cycle. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting. You know, in my work this week with Patrice, one of the things that's come up is the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Wow. And, uh, and Bob talks about, uh, if I say to any of you, um, please describe your front door. You'll mm -hmm. be able to describe your front door in every detail. The you know the make of the door, the color of the door, uh, the size mm -hmm. of the door, all of those things. If I said the same mm -hmm. thing about your car, you can do the same thing. But if I say describe your mind, mm -hmm. that becomes something that's out there that we uh, have difficult doing. So one of the exercises was to create a stick figure, and the head is a circle mm -hmm. with a line through it. And the top okay. is the conscious and the bottom is the subconscious mind. And once we have this image in our heads of what our subconscious minds look like, it'll be a lot easier for us to take this energy that's within us and put it out into the world, mm -hmm. manifest mm -hmm. those things that are important for us to manifest. Right. That's very interesting. Now, I've been listening. I've been on a a binge of uh, Dolores Cannon's work, uh, Convoluted Universe. And, you know, she's the, for those who don't know who she is, she's the um, very well-known um, uh, hypnotherapist who studied, who started working back in the 60s and started discovering that when she was taking people under and when she would take people under extremely deeply, which most hypnotherapists won't do, but she decided to start doing this. And um started interacting with this um aspect that called itself or that they agreed on it to call itself the um subconscious and the subconscious would talk directly to her in some cases it would talk it would talk through the um subject to uh whatever their the question was and it would bring in this vast gigantic like you're talking about the iceberg this information that you know, nowadays it's available to us, but back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, it would be considered just ridiculous, you know. Um, and the the one that I was listening to just a few minutes ago reminded us that in that subconscious, we're going to call it subconscious, in that place, all information resides there. And I think um, Cyprian can talk mm -hmm. to this, and they call it the Akashic Records or, or um, yeah. in some traditions and but it's the place, the giant storehouse where everything is and every, even that idea of past, present and future events, because it's all one thing in the, the subconscious realm. Um, now, the interesting thing is that humans in our human form in our, you know, we love humans because we're here to, to love humans, <laughs> but we do, we are taught to, you know, keep that separate from ourselves, kind of keep just like, mm -hmm. just this little narrow focus, you know, and um, you know, keep your eye on the ball, basically. Uh, however, there's a huge, there's a lot of events going on as that ball is bouncing, say, down a court or wherever it's going. There's there are a lot of it. It's passing through space. It's passing through through time. 
Um, it might be <laughs> interacting with a bird or a bug's flight <laughs> or path. You know, there's all this other stuff going on that we choose not to make ourselves aware of. And sometimes um, when we attempt to move out of that um, awareness, we, we run into these borders, these, these we, you know, the, we find that the place that we've given ourselves to um, grow through the experience has been very narrowed. And um, to become more aware of that sub subconscious or that inner being or whatever we're going to, whatever names we so choose to call it, we see that there's something really big. There's something really, and and, and when it'll be interesting to hear your pro, your progress, Richard, because um, it's it really is the most important one of the most important things. You know, we we we, oh, we things that just, two things that you just said that really jump out of me uh, jumped out at me. Um, number one is that we are here basically to love other humans and everything, and there's been a real disconnect with that lately. Um, and uh, maybe either you or Cyprian can uh, talk about that and why you perhaps think um, that we're that's happening at this time in our lives and in our history, um, uh, not only here at home, uh, it's happening on every level, um, uh, that uh, people are more, in, you know, attached to their iPhones and their uh, computers and their devices than they are with what's going on around them. You know, yeah. recently, you know, the president just said after what happened on uh, the 7th of October uh, mm -hmm. in Israel that uh, everybody needs to be more diligent now and pay attention to what's going on around you instead mm -hmm. of keeping your eyes on uh your phones all the time so right. let's either one of you talk about that and why you think we're going through this at this time i would ask cyprian um i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna hand that to aaron okay <laughs> um this the interesting thing about astrology is that as we you know i still call myself a beginner i'm looking at, you know because there's just so much to discover um, there's, it's, it's a language into itself. It's, a um, it, it doesn't create itself, but it shows you the potential. It shows you where, you know, what the tools are that are going to be available for you at the time. And, and it's our decision to either rise to the occasion to, to use these tools in a beneficial way or to, you know, um, be destructive with it. It's the same energy, you know, um, it's like, uh, the you know you have a knife. A knife is a very useful tool, but you can also put somebody's eye out with that thing. You know, and we've heard our parents say that. So you're gonna put your eye out with that thing, but they never taught us. I'm gonna show you the correct way to uh, dice an onion. Uh, maybe they did, but you know, um, the first thing that we hear is the warning. You know, warning. You have superpowers. Don't use those. Warning. You have access to the super this the supercomputer system. Um, database called the subconscious warning you know we're real wobbins or whatever um, but um, and we can dig into the um, um, the treasures through different tools like astrology now um, the astrology does show that this is going to happen you know that it shows that this is the time for this it shows that we can't get to the next step until we master this step and it's showing us what this step is this step is, um, well, 
you know, this this eruptive, um, these this this energy of a eruptive conflict. Um, now we're not we could erupt into laughter, we could erupt into love, but a lot of times, if there's something else brewing that needs to be purged, that will erupt. You know, mm -hmm. we're in this purgative period of Scorpio Sun, and it's it's showing itself, and then the the um, eclipses say, okay, time to flush the toilet. Let's get everything out that needs to go so that we can clear it and bring in this these new frequencies these new energies and it's saying it's going to be hard i it's going to be i mean you know i sorry i gave the image of a toilet but <laughs> that's no, no, that's an apt image but you know it's very interesting uh you know uh, one of my guilty pleasures i'm going to tell everyone is i i'm obsessed with the waltons <laughs> i love this show oh i do too one of the episodes this week was called Ghost Story. And mm -hmm. it was a, it was an episode that it was from the second season. It was directed by Ralph Wade. And it's very different from all the other episodes. And it mm -hmm. had a supernatural quality to it. And mm -hmm. they bring a Ouija board into the house. And the kids are all playing with this Ouija board, much to the consternation of the, uh, the parents, because they think that that's something they should not... But it turns out that Olivia, the mother, um, mm -hmm. had lost a friend many, many years ago. And there were all these signs that kept coming to her after the friend had moved on. Oh. And now she has a little son and they're about to put this son on a train and the mother's photograph disappears. And then the uh, the note that was attached to his uh, jacket uh, uh, with his ticket on it disappears. And he misses oh. the train and the train derails. And uh, so, and uh, and no sooner does that happen, does the picture end up on the mantelpiece again, uh, they find the ticket, and all these things happen. But I thought it was very brave of them mm -hmm. in a show that, you know, it's dealing with reality, this was in the Depression, that yeah. that particular show was done. Well, that is brave. That's very interesting. Um, Cyprian, hmm. um, you need to jump in because we just talk and go and keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting to get an invitation. Speaking of human design, <laughs> oh, you are no, invited. You are here. Invitation. You got it. You got it. Yeah, it's like inviting the vampire in. Uh, come on in, <laughs> vampire. Yes, I connect with the moon, yeah. so you know, what better time? But um, you're right, though. We need to be more. A lot of it our disconnections to the natural reality outside of like the devices comes to um, the fact that we forget to connect with nature like the older days. Cause like everything is like advanced, everything we rely on is based on technology and what's really man-made and what's backed by like, you know, a lot of them, you know, investments or money and by large groups. But then at the same time, um, the past one or two months, you know, especially with Aaron and I, we've been connecting with extraterrestrial energy. We've been um, experiencing a lot of um, sightings. And so, and they're sending a message to us that we need to just like at least take some breaks away from technology because once we do that, we tend to be more um, in a meditative state easier because like we all need to meditate more and meditate a lot, which is like what you said, looking more within. And we have a world inside of us. 
And when we have a role inside of us, we need to change the world in there in order to manifest things outside. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one person though. Like um, it's like a number of people, and we form a connection, which is why it's called the collective whole. Mm. So we also need to connect with others on that level, not through like um, other um advice devices or things that are just like really more um inauthentic. Not mm-hmm. saying that we should permanently get rid of them, you know, communicating through and processing information through these devices. But when we do so, um, we have to do it with just the right intentions. Because, um, you well, know... I went to a reading... Uh, I, well, there's a new book out about... Uh, well, it's the fall of Fox News and how mm-hmm. that has... You know, so many people get their news from certain sources and that's the only way that they get the news. But Alec Baldwin, it was a podcast that he was doing that I went, I, I was invited to the podcast. And one of the things that he said that j- really jumped out at me was there was a time in our lives, uh, most of us are old enough to remember this, uh, when we all got the news at 6.30 at night when we watched either Walter Cronkite or mm-hmm. uh, another network. Um, and then we went up, we lived our lives. Everybody was out living their lives. And everybody got their news at the same time the next night, and they got the same news source. And, or, you know, in addition to that, uh, everybody would get their new morning newspaper and have their coffee with their newspaper and everything. And everybody got the same news. And now we're, the news is so instantaneous that if something happens, um, all of a sudden, I mean, a good example, God bless him and may his soul be blessed. And that's Matt, you know, Matthew Perry last night. Oh, getting the news. Heartbreaking. Uh, heartbreaking. But within seconds, celebrities around the world were tweeting and leaving comments and uh, postings and everything. And there was a time where it would take, there was a natural uh, evolution. Uh, if you will, uh, before people got news and were able to process it. Mm-hmm. And it's coming at us so fast now uh, that there's not even time for grieving. I mean, you look at what just happened also in Maine uh, this past mm-hmm. week. Um, yeah. And the unfortunate thing is that in 24 hours, that news item becomes second page or third page news because yeah. of the next item that comes in and manipulates mm-hmm. all of us in terms of the way that we're thinking. And I'm speaking in the collective us, um, mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of the way that we're processing the news of the world now. Yeah. yeah. You yeah know, and, and also, oh. on just picking, 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 up on, picking up on what you just dropped, it's, it, a journalist said yesterday that... The, the community in Maine was so relieved that that man had the killer had been found because they they weren't even able to feel sad about the loss because they were in fear mm-hmm. that the, he was still loose. That was right. which was it, 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 I find that interesting that that a, a journalist people have noticed that because a lot of times they don't. 
you know, but, right. but it, it, you know, now after so many days, they can finally start the grieving process and be sad instead of frightened. Yeah. 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 The, um, the, and, and, you know, of course, that's collective trauma that we have to all wash through yes. our system. Collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and how do we mm -hmm. do? And this. So as, as soon as we start flushing out um, <laughs> the, the collective trauma, uh, then more of it comes mm -hmm. in. But hopefully here's the one thing that I was I heard that was very interesting in both of you saying this is that, um, you know, it all happened so fast now. And it's mm -hmm. um, immediate, it's almost immediate, and it's almost ubiquitous, and the whole thing is shifting. So I think this might, now we're going to have, we won't know for another 10 years or so when we look back on it, we might say, oh, we were just in training for telepathy. We were just in training for the next level of connection that we can access, because um, Kasira and I know this, I, Richard, I think you're learning this too, and, and Cyprian, of course, um, that we can send thoughts to each other. We can send each other ideas. We can send each other, and we can hear them. And if we're willing to, we can respond to them and get a mm -hmm. little telepathic communication going back and forth. Of course, for the mainstream, it's 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 rather not heard. Of. Um, however, it seems to be where we're going, and it seems like the technology could be a tool if used wisely um, to open up that idea in our consciousness because really the reason it isn't used is because of fear, you know, that the mm -hmm. collective fear of using it, the collective fear of that. I really, you know, people like to use the term, Oh my God, that's so weird. You are, you're weird, odd bird. I'm just going to stay away from you. I don't want you in my head, you know, get out of my head. Um, but really the thing is, is we're, like um cyprian said that we're the we're this internal world within us you know and kasira said that iceberg that we're all connected to and um it, it really would benefit us all to um, promote that connection now it takes some doing because you know we don't, there are, is a such thing called privacy that we honor and um we cherish in this particular existence so we want to make sure we honor that and of course right now we're with this moon you on the card you flashed up it said security we want to feel secure that i can have a thought have an idea um let something pass through my mind which may be you know we, we still don't really know where thoughts originate we, we think they're in our head but really that's just the voice of it the interpretation of the thought but we'd like to be able to have the thought and then feel like okay i feel like nobody's speaking in on me right now you know um, or if they are, they're not going to see my deepest, dark, darkest secrets. And the other thing that's interesting about the eclipse is mm -hmm. it's revealing the deepest, darkest. And it's given us a, an opportunity to either harvest it or to um, dispose of it. Because some of that deep, dark stuff that we have is useless. Some of it is brilliant. Um, but we don't know what it is because we haven't looked at it. And that's this whole Neptune in retrograde because Neptune represents um, um, illusion and delusion. So it's our dreams. We don't know what's real. We wake up from a, a slumber or, or, you know, just before you're falling asleep and you're starting to have those dreams. They call it hypnagogic, the hypnagogic state. And if you can wake up in a split second and think, what just happened? Where was I? 
and you know before you really gain the the uh, idea of coming back to the physical body but um mm -hmm. we're gonna be able to see more of that where like cyprian said we if we connect to nature if we connect to our divine self that's within us it's always there it's always there it never leaves us we don't have to call it in we just have to say oh there you are <laughs> and open up to it um and i love the image kasira that you did with the i've seen photographs in magazines that are like award-winning photographs of the showing the ice the half and top. half photo of yeah, yeah. Of the surface yeah. And the, the, below the surface yeah love that Absolutely you know here's that. the thing we we have the okay so we have the opportunity to take control of what's going on with us and purge ourselves now here's the deal if we don't as Aaron said, something's going to blow up. We might be backed into a corner to purge. Or we just, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to scare anybody, but you could, I have experienced a kind of a traumatic thing last week with a couple of people. And because I didn't purge earlier, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the signs. Well, you know, can I had I some red flags. Go, and what's that? This is the card that I pulled. It's the full moon Taurus, and it says detoxify. It's, oh, it's what? Wow. Detoxify. Oh. oh, yeah. There you detoxify go. That. Yeah. So you, we either do it ourselves, or our mm -hmm. higher consciousness within us is going to do it for us, and it may not That's be right. pleasant. That's right. Just saying. I, it reminds me of a story that I'm not going to go on too long, but I know somebody who had a friend, an older woman, who had a house, and she was a hoarder. And she kept saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to clean it. I'm clean it. It got worse and worse and worse and worse. And guess what? One day, something caught fire and that entire house burned down. Wow. And when my friend called me, she goes, oh, my gosh, guess what happened? She told me, I said, you don't have to say anything else. She didn't do it. So the universe did it for her. Now she yeah. doesn't have to clean anything because it's all gone. Right. Yeah. By no, I'm not, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. I mean, it's a true story. It's your delivery, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, I should be a stand-up comic. Yeah. Uh, but Sarah, okay, so, go ahead, Sarah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, Cyprian, you want to draw, draw? You want to talk about the card you drew? Oh yeah. Um, I just pulled three cards. My intention was to like pull it for um, each of you, but I guess like we could um, combine it together and just talk about what comes up. But I'm using the Starseed Oracle deck and mm -hmm. this one was specifically for Richard. It's called Hirate, H-I-R-A-E-T-H. And it says longing for home, homesick for the stars. Oh. Right here. Oh, and when it comes pretty. to, um, yes. When it comes to this message, I'm getting that like um, it's about um, being in that I'm comfort sorry, I'm zone. Not being hearing, I'm that. not hearing him well, but on my end, he's breaking up. And I just, if you want to re, if you want to reshare that. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll do that. Did you hear Go what ahead. I said? Sorry. Okay. So. So you know, for Richard, this is more so about. I'm I'm not guys. Mm -hmm. Guys. I'm not hearing him well on my end. He's breaking up. So if you want to interpret what he said, tell me. Okay. Aaron, that Aaron, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, it's the um, um, go ahead, Cyprian. I'll, I'll yeah. repeat it back. Uh, if you could finish that statement. Yeah. Yeah. 
Here, right. Um, longing for home, homesick for the stars. And this is more so about getting back to our authentic selves. So and um, connecting oh, with Uh-oh. That's what it was. I think she yeah. has a, another storm going through Texas. Oh, um, no. It's, it's so interesting that you say that because everything that I'm working on right now, everything is about getting back to my roots as to what brought me to New York in the first place. And that's wow. live performance. And I have my a meeting tomorrow with my new director uh, to start formulating what that show is going to feel like and look like. Wow. We're having, I told, listen, yes. we're, we're having technological issues. Aaron's had yes. them. I've had <laughs> yeah. them. There's, things are squirrely mm -hmm. with the planets. And I can't believe <laughs> yeah. I just, my, my thing just, sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. It blinked out. So it's um, it was the longing for the stars, um, a desire to go back home. To, and Richard said that he's um, going. His home is the the reason he moved to New York is for live performance, and that's that's really his home. And that's it. So it aligns perfectly with him there. Uh, really interesting. So it sounds like you're supported, yeah, by um, your activity and also by the frequency that you're putting out that's reflecting back to you. Very interesting. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank nice. you. Nice. Um, uh, you know, sure. I moved back to Dallas in the spring. Uh, yet, I'm, my my parents live in suburbs. I am working on moving to the town that they live in, the city they live in, outside of Dallas, to be closer to them and the rest of my family. That's interesting that that he said that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, pertinent for all of us, um, and in fact the idea of the the taurus moon to me that sounds like home uh, whenever i hear about you know taurus it just feels like home to me um mm -hmm. uh, i have an i have a card that i drew from my wisdom of the oracle deck that was it surprised me my sometimes these cards just fall out of the deck i'm like okay there it is that's the one i'm not choosing it yeah. <laughs> but this is um it says milk and honey. There's a nice rainbow. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, my God. And this is. You know, an Aquarian, oh. the rainbow is our symbol. Mm -hmm. And milk and honey, because Sarah, you know this, uh, was Jerry Herman's first uh, musical on Broadway. Wow. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm getting chills. <laughs> wow. So, milk and honey, it basically the um, taste of prosperity uh, opportunities born of authenticity and see that's the other part too is that um both the scorpio and the taurus require us to there's a lot of other points in the chart that say come on who are you what do you want come on you know who it is you know why you're here it's that voice it's the obvious and it's sometimes a thing that we want to delude ourselves oh no i can't do that you know no come on um so with the expression of authenticity, we get all this milk and honey. We know what that means. Um, it's abundance. It's trusting that your needs are met through all times, not just the abundant times, which sometimes we forget to do our work during um, times of abundance, times of joy. That's a time we can really, really connect with our inner self. Hey, guys, I'm feeling really excited, really joyful. Hold on. Let me just do a quick meditation. We never hear that, do we? No, mm -hmm. but we do hear, oh, so-and-so's sick. Let's pray for so-and-so. Okay, so we've kind of put mm -hmm. 
a negative spin on what prayer and meditation and sending good energy and all that is instead of saying i'm in a joyful moment does anybody want to go out and like hug a tree with me and like connect back into nature with this joyful energy um because if we do that this the universe says oh you like that okay we're going to give you more of that but Aaron, I mean, you you just bring out something else that I'm thinking of that, uh, again, what's the phrase that we hear every time there's another shooting? Yeah. You know, we offer our thoughts oh. and prayers. Right. And and for a lot of people, that's become such a turnoff. Yeah. Well, that action is not being done to go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very interesting that they... Um, the connotation that goes with it nowadays um, is also of a negative and it's a negative because of what has been created around that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, And and the the, the new thing is prayers are not enough. Action is what's required. Right. That's the new mantra. Yeah. But, but, you know, prayers prayers and action. Prayers and action. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in faith, the good times and the bad. Like the, the three things taught in Nietzsche Buddhism, which I, which you know, I practiced for 35 years, is is practice, action, practice, and faith. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is prayers, prayers, yep. faith, and action. We yep. pray, pray, we meditate, we take action, and we have faith that it it works. Yeah, right. Yeah, very good. We got to say hi to our chat here we have alan and natasha just came in welcome and uh, to anybody else who's catching this after the fact welcome um hopefully hopefully it's useful information for you we're um we're just kind of tuning in every opportunity we get and we do it on the full uh, full moon cycles um so welcome um what let's talk can we talk about the planets that are in that are conjuncting each other right now yeah. Aaron, you and Cyprian can take the lead on that. Yeah, Cyprian, do you have a... Cho- oh, we just lost him. Okay. I get well, that. Hey, we're, then, we're all having... The, we're all, well, you guys keep blinking in and out, too, just so you know. Yeah. So, I, just saying. So, we have, of course, the sun is in Scorpio. And I'm talking about the event of the eclipse, the, uh, the full moon. The sun is in Scorpio at five degrees. We have next to it, we have Mercury... At 10 degrees and next to it we have mars at 11 degrees so there's a lot going on here uh it, there's also the midheaven now with all this energy right there in scorpio which is saying clean the pipes get it out get rid of it do it you know we're gonna go Earth. deep we're gonna find the bottom of this iceberg and see what's there you know um get the across- road get the road over it around yep exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. get out the snake yeah <laughs> Yeah, and Scorpio loves to go down and really investigate that deep stuff, too. Really loves it and, you know, loves to do that with other people. Welcome back, Cyprian. <laughs> um, I was just talking Sorry, about the stellium and Scorpion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And across from that, we have a stellium in Taurus um, with the moon, Jupiter, and Uranus. Um, so, And yeah, there's just a lot of energies around there, and they're big and they're obvious, and they're, they want us to acknowledge them they want us to acknowledge you know the energy says acknowledge me in my in your own life and in other people's lives too 
you're in traffic they're in the same frequency that you're in maybe their charts are interacting a little bit differently but you're all still in traffic so just mm -hmm. chill you know you're mm -hmm. still sitting there all of you on the freeway or whatever the case may be you know um like that whole the uh, main you're all in this frequency of fear okay so we're all in this frequency of fear now who's going to wake up and offer a different frequency who's going to wake up now yeah. that we know and say I'm going to offer love and I'm going to offer support and I'm going to offer safety, security and um, um, compassion to the very first person I see um, and just let it flow out of who's going to do that. It's a little scary because we don't know how the emotion, which is a gift that humans get to experience, you know, is emotion. We don't know how these energies are going to flush through us emotionally. And maybe we haven't explored that enough. And maybe that's simply what the event is all about is to explore the emotionality um because when we when we understand the emotionality that we get to experience uh and how it connects to everything else and how it um supports us you know it, it's telling us something i learned something a long time ago about anger um we think of anger as that person who comes in and just starts you know bullying people or well that's not actually anger that's a different frequency anger is that split second moment when you know something is wrong when you know something is out of alignment and it just sends this flush through you, you might turn red or something and then after that you're expected to do something with that realization anger is that that flicking the switch like flick on the lights in the room you see that the sofa has been torn up by the cat or whatever that's the anger now what we do with it after either becomes judgment. It either goes, you know, up or down. So it becomes judgment. It can become, you know, and then judgment has its own spiral into wherever it goes. Um, it can become action. I've, I've, I'm curious when I see people say, oh, look at you sitting in all that mess that you made. <laughs> I walked into my uh, living room this is many years ago. And, you know, that was back in the, in the 90s when flower print was everywhere. Uh, we had a flower, flower print sofa. Now, dogs see the flowers and they think garden, okay? What do they do when they see a garden? They dig. So our little doggie, Sydney, tore up the pillow. And she was sitting there. <laughs> poor thing. She was sitting there in the, all of this rubble that she was, like, surprised to see that it, she had ripped the pillow because she thought she was digging in a garden. Uh, and I had to just come in and leave and then... Um, so I came in, I saw her sitting there, I was like, oh, you poor thing. Well, you're going to sit there for a while because I need to go. <laughs> so there was no point in getting mad. I left, came back, and she was still sitting in that same place like, oh, God, what do I do? And it was just, it was enlightening for me to realize sometimes people are doing things and they don't know what they're doing. You know, and, and I can have, here's my other card that I drew is this observer card which I thought this is very interesting because the observer gives us the opportunity to back up and reassess, which is what any planet in retrograde says, back up and do a, you know, take a second look, take a second, um, you know, before you start throwing your opinions around, maybe look at where you are in relation to them, maybe where they are in relation to you, where I am in relation to the situation. Uh, it's, very interesting to hear people complaining about that war over there or this situation out there. Um, but like Kasira said, they're not doing anything about it. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, well, 
what is the opportunity here? Um, and so, you know, just back up and look at it. Anyway, I <laughs> went down a path, kind of went crazy there, but um, let's see, okay. what else do we have here? It's okay to go down the rabbit hole like on occasion. Yeah. Um, Cyprian, have you noticed anything in the chart that stands out? In the, in the transit chart? Um, mm -hmm. Yes, like you, uh, when you're talking about the conjunctions and um, oppositions, Corpio conjunctions and the Taurus opposition stellium, it really didn't hit home because like when the um, Jupiter and Taurus is along conjunct with a moon, it's six degrees apart, but it's still about um, ex expressing ourselves and releasing on a level that could be uncontrollable or that really can um, come out but more in a positive light. But what I noticed is, is um, Pluto in Capricorn, which is scoring Castilium, you know, and, um, you know, Pluto, Pluto is like about the release and going deep, but it's also wow. about um, yep. giving us what we need through healing and our contributions to what's needed. So a lot of it is inevitably positive and negative, but then when we go through these like negative themes of dealing with our relationships coming up, it's going to be just very, very rewarding, but it also gets us to really set the boundaries where it's needed too. Set boundaries. Mm, good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. Not just like relationship boundaries, but then environmental boundaries too. And, you know, mm. boundaries of staying in when you need to stay in and making the decision on what feels comfortable with you. Like saying, oh, I can't go out today. Or if I'm not really, really feeling well, I really got um, con sick because I can't perform to my highest level at work. Um, kind mm. of thing. So it's about um, efficiency and quality. And just valuing ourselves because you know Taurus is about values and self-worth and right. um, putting ourselves first and setting boundaries um against those with negative expectations towards us too. But right. then like you know, it doesn't mean when we set those boundaries, it doesn't mean that um oh we don't love you, oh I'm not I'm I'm not respecting you, but at the same time it's the um other way around so that um, it would give the other party more time for reflection themselves, more time to process things with understanding too. Yes, I was like a, at a um, party last night when um, a number of metaphysical practitioners and spiritual people, and a lot of it at the end was about worldview discussions and how we see things our own eyes. And like, there's like a lot of disagreements still and different viewpoints, but like someone kind of got upset and just lost it. Like she was having a, like an episode. So there's like some kind of um scene going on. So things had to be just toned down a bit and um, neutralized more. So somebody had to like step in and we had to end the night with, oh, what just happened? That was supposed to happen. But then we think about it though, it happened for a reason. And then we have to make like um, certain hard decisions and endings of like saying that, you know what, um, I love you, but you have to work on yourself. So 
you know, um, I want you to take a break from integrating with a group like that. Aaron was looking at my chart the other night. He goes, you know, you have a love-hate relationship with people. Here's the truth. I always say, I always, I, I'm a people person. I don't meet a stranger, okay? Yet, and I love people, but the other part of me has a really hard time tolerating other human beings. Yeah. It's the truth, and I and I don't hide yeah. that about myself. I don't hide it, yeah. uh, you know. It, and and I I don't know. I don't think I'm the only human being that has that that you know yeah. that that thing going on. I'm not going to call it yeah. an issue, uh, but I no I no. It's just an aspect. It's just on the yeah. planet, you know. <laughs> That, you know, that I have a love-hate relationship with other human beings. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I just love hey, it. Hey, you yeah. know what? It's five. It's five fifty-four. You think we should do a, some meditation now? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I I'm gonna take myself off camera so that I, you can focus. Um, I can take. I can put another screen on. So it, we just uh, have that. You can stay on camera. Sure. Uh, that's up to you. Um, and yeah, why um, don't we why don't we put your why don't we put that full moon up and uh, and at the end of the meditation will be ended with he's going to do his song bowls and I'm yeah. going to do chime the bell three times at the end which will notate the end of the meditation. Um, so thank uh, you everybody Kasira, for watching. Uh, so Kasira, I'm going to leave the two of you on camera, uh, but uh, you will not right. be seen. And uh, so uh, you'll know what to do. Everyone, thank you for being here this week. Uh, it is Halloween week. So be very uh, safe, have fun, celebrate. And um, and then we'll um, don't go away after the show is over and we'll decide when we'll yeah. do our next show. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, you know, we might, we might want to think about doing a little something around the next lunar eclipse, which is November 7th. Well, November 7th, just to let you all know, was my grandmother's birthday, and it was my mom and dad's wedding oh, anniversary. Oh, if that's a Tuesday. We want to do well, Let's talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about Maybe it. The so uh, anyway, I'm going to leave the, uh, Aaron, I'm trying to get over to you. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, Kasira, now, um, did you want to, well, you if you want, I can go ahead and just start. We Thank can, you, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Go ahead. Okay. Start with As that bell always. and I'll quick meditation. Okay. As always, we begin with the breath. We inhale deeply through our nose and exhale slowly and deliberately feeling the sensation of the breath. We know that this breath is a gift and we accept it by inhaling once again deeply through our nose, slowly, and slowly exhale. As we exhale, we can feel that gratitude that we have this ability and that we can do this right now together. Again, we inhale and we pull in this time light and the vibration of our higher selves which is always with us. But we accept right now that this is entering our system through our breath. And as we inhale and slowly exhale, we acknowledge this. 
And as we acknowledge the presence of our own higher self, we can acknowledge the presence of our guides, our angels, our supporters, our ancestors, those who have always loved us and always will. And as we inhale, breathe deeply and exhale, we accept this frequency into our own physical body. While we are here in this wonderful frequency of this divine love that we are experiencing, we hold it in the highest place in our body and above our heads, we hold it right above our, the crown chakra. And we sit up straight if we can, continue breathing and just see this beautiful light above our head. If you can't see a light, imagine a giant lotus flower above your head, as big as you can imagine it, and see it opening itself as if to a new day to receive the light of the sun. See it opening and then the it's accepting the beautiful light of the new day. And through its stem that goes down, it enlightens our whole being and this passes down through our crown chakra into our third eye chakra down into our throat we can feel it just warming soothing and healing it continues down into our chest into our heart chakra we can feel this beautiful explosion of divine light in our chest, which then activates our the next chakra down, our next energy center in our belly, which is our courage. And we breathe into this as these lights then ignite the next light in our sacral and then all the chakras that lead us down into the earth we have more but in the meantime we just see this see these lights illuminated right here and right now enjoy this moment live in the joy of this moment Hold the joy of this moment and breathe into it. This is your joy that you are feeling. Remind yourself you have access to this all the time. Remind yourself no one controls this but you. Remind yourself that it is lit by your will your desire. and right now you can say I light my own fire I ignite my own passion I receive my own joy right here and right now 
And we allow ourselves now to use the image of the iceberg to just drift below the surface of the water. Just allow ourselves to go a little deeper and just observe the beauty of this iceberg. It's been kept in the dark, but you can illuminate it with your light. Just see it right now. See the structures. See the ecosystem around it. See how it floats within this environment and its majesty. If you're able to, you can swim around it. If you're willing to, you can see the magical beings that are there with you. This is your world. Explore. Appreciate. Allow yourself to interact with all of it. You may go deeper if you wish to the point where you can almost not see the light from the surface of the water. And there you see luminous beings who create their own light. like angels underwater and they dance around for you they appreciate you they want to show you what they can do they want to show you how much they love you they want you to know that you are treasured no no yourselves to be with them, be with them, and now if you wish, you may allow yourself to simply float back up to the surface, relax and release release any burden you wish to release and it will allow you to float up without effort. This is the gift of releasing. You float up to the surface effortlessly. The gifts of the lessons that we've learned are there for us. will be taken with us. The burdens are left behind and they float to the bottom to be recycled. And we float up effortlessly to the surface where we continue to breathe and relax. Breathe and relax.
we know that this world is always available to us. That these beautiful creatures that we've just experienced are always ready to share their secrets with us. We only need to connect. And we connect by relaxing and breathing and allowing. to feel that we're on the surface of this great water that holds these magnificent icebergs, this magnificent treasure. We can feel that within us there is a new dimension of understanding. We have a new relationship with our deepest self. And this has come to the surface with us. A new relation to relation relationship to the healing that we just received. This has floated up with us. This is now within us. We cannot unsee ourselves as healed. We are healed. We are supported. We're allowed to share this. We're encouraged to share this, and we share this. We simply share this. back home. We float effortlessly on the sea of spiritual enlightenment and we see that the current naturally takes us to our next experience of life. It naturally does it and we effortlessly allow it because the sea of divine waters is always supporting us. It won't let us drown. We float on the surface to our next greatest opportunity, our next delicious interaction our next cozy cuddled with a loved one, 
and it happens effortlessly and naturally. We simply allow. I turn it over to you, Kasira. 